Hello, friends, and welcome back. Welcome back to the RPG interview room where we get together in this podcast with people from the industry and interview the heck out of them. I am Bago Garcia, your host. And today I don't have just one person. No, 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 no. I have two, two people with me who are, I reckon, controversially enough, possibly the most successful role-playing game publishers in the UK today. Some people may want to argue that. I will not. I have... <laughs> we'll meet in the little car park later on. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is my utmost pleasure to have them for the first time together because I have you had I have had you guys in the past, but only one at a time. I yeah, know another two of you with Don McDowell from Cubicle Seven and the artistic genius, which is Johnny Hoxon, also from Cubicle Seven. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Yeah, we've never tag teamed you before, have we? It's no. Been, it's just been the one at a time. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you've learned to work together. Yeah. Get get ready for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's been oversold already. <laughs> uh, for the people out there who may not know um, enough about the two of you, how long have the two of you been working together now? Because it's been a fair few months, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been... Oh, when was... I think it was... Was it 2009 towards the end? It was, it was the... The Cthulhu Britannica um, Lovecraftian Haywain was our first collaboration, wasn't it, John? That's true, yeah, yeah. Is that two thousand yeah, that must be two thousand nine, I think. Yeah. That's a terrifyingly long time. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Five years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I need a new job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really don't think that Dom is gonna let you go that easily. Yeah. No, to be fair, it's been different jobs within Cubicle Seven, so I shall console myself with that. And uh, yeah. Console myself. I love it. It's great. Um, I'm just teasing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, hasn't it? I didn't realize it was that long. It, it it has, and the company has changed an awful lot in in the last few years, um, especially in the amount of the, the kind of work that you guys are producing at the moment. Because um, Dom, you you have slimmed down the whole Cubicle Seven line to concentrate on a few core products, uh, and really yeah. give your all to it. Yes. No. We, um, we we used to have a lot of uh, partner companies that that we would uh, work with and um, publish their work. But um, it was something I felt strongly with was was that I can get behind Cubicle Seven's own in-house productions. It's just so much more that it's. Uh, it just felt right to to concentrate on those. Um, and um, yeah, so, so nowadays it's um, it's pretty much one hundred percent our own stuff that uh, you know we've all worked on. Uh, we, we've still got um, a couple of partners with Arian and uh, Moon Designs, um, but uh, yeah, the vast majority of what we're doing is stuff that we've made ourselves with our own hands. Yep. And uh, John, how does that work for you? Uh, do you prefer to to actually uh, just concentrate on a, on a few things, and or would you rather have the, the creative input from from other people as well? Um, I think it's really something we're really good at is is the kind of the, the quality side of it he, say, he says without a trace of honesty <laughs> i can apologize but you know what well, i think we're known for that higher end i think if we you know the criticism would be we're a bit slow doing it but i don't really mind that i think we you know we take our time and we do do really good products you know i mean uh, and that's actually, you know we, we that that's that's our focus completely is making sure that we get it right um, yeah I think it's, it's, we're kind of known for um, for really getting under the skin of um, the, the games that we're doing, and um, you know, really presenting theme and um, you know, what what the what the game's all about very well. 
um, echoing the you know the the, um, the characteristics of what we're doing in the mechanics and things like that. And you know, I think that that is a very um, some people would say, oh, he's just blowing his own trumpet, but it is actually a very fair <laughs> assertion to to say that because if you look at um, I don't know the, the One Ring, for example, which is the game I've played the most recently, uh, you really have managed to find somebody in Francesco Nepitello who's managed to understand Tolkien in a way that not even the movies have managed to do. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we're all steeped in it. Um, you know, I think that, that that's one of the... Um, yeah, I, th I think that that's the strength is that it's... Yeah, Francesco absolutely nails it completely. But, you know, really every member of the team gets it in their bones <laughs> and they can bring that through. I mean, you know, John's artwork... As, as another example, um, you know, it just the, the entire team gets it, and then it comes together wonderfully. I, I completely agree with you. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, of course, you have also gone from funding your own products to, I, I mean, from from your pocket, so to speak, with last year going on to Kickstarter for the first time and basically nailing it to the wall with one single blow. That was a fantastically successful campaign. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we were really pleased with it. It, it was, um, it's, it's nice, I think, when you have an idea for um, a game that you, know, you really want to make. I mean, that could be the, the London uh, box set for Call of Cthulhu that you know, we, we'd wanted to make for ages, but we're really struggling to find a way to make it work financially. And of course, Kickstarter was a you know, perfect, um, approach for that really but i mean it's it's you know nerve-wracking as well you're um, yeah you're putting your ideas out there and uh, quite easily fail but uh, it was just really really I mean, delightful and, and humbling um just that that product struck a chime with so many people um and yeah yeah it went fantastically well but, yeah. but, it, but it, it had to strike because you added so much work you added so much stuff to everything that the value for money of of that a box set is just unparalleled. It's absolutely amazing. Um, John, from your point of view, how scary was it to jump onto the Kickstarter for the first time, not knowing how big can this thing get, how much extra work it could could be produced <laughs> yeah. by this? Yeah, I mean, it was that. That's always the, the it's the two poles of it, aren't they? That either you you launch something, and and you know we we done all right up to that point, you know, as as a as companies go, but it's a very direct sort of meeting with with your customers you know and and what if they're just not interested or what if they just don't believe in what we're trying to do that that's always a risk but on the flip side of course is that huge success that just destroys you and i think you know you see it happen on kickstarter that people bite off more than they can chew or, or promise too much and then just can't make good on it and ever it's very front-loaded kickstarter you know you promise the earth you know to people and you get them whipped up into an absolute frenzy um or potentially you do that uh, and then you've got to deliver you know and that that yeah i was very frightened by that <laughs> and yeah there's still <laughs> working were you not to um attack you on this point packer but were you a backer of uh london box set yes i was indeed you were good i'm glad to hear it so we've you, you'll have seen the first the first pdf is delivered for the first big chunk mm -hmm. of content for the investigators book and there's there's a couple more coming hopefully we'll have one I don't know if I'm allowed to say that really soon, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just finishing up the second the second book, we're just finishing up the final yeah. corrections now, and then the and the third book for the box set is just like right behind it in the queue. Um so that's all that's all great. Um, that'll that'll be coming out. Um, I'm really pleased how that all came together in the end. 
And mm -hmm. from that Kickstarter, what do you think is the, the, the biggest lesson that you two have learned after, after the success? Um, I think don't go crazy, which I think <laughs> we knew beforehand. <laughs> but um, I think that you get so caught up in it, so enthusiastic about what you're making, um, that it's very tempting to just add more and more and more things onto it. Um, and you know, while on one hand that's great um, because you know, you get to do something that you really love, um, and also for the um, for the people who are for the backers um, of the Kickstarter, they're getting you know more and more value, and that's all great. But th there comes a point where it, it's it starts to have an effect on the deliverability, if that's a word, of the project. Um, so you, you've got to balance that kind of like your natural enthusiasm <laughs> and not biting off more than you can chew. Yeah, you've almost not got to have any ideas while it's going on, especially if it's going yeah, well. Yeah. Because I think if the one bit, I think we were pretty disciplined about it. I think just towards the end, we got a little bit crazy. And by we, you mean me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, polite. Um, <laughs> Um, so there was a couple of things that got added, yeah, which, which actually, I don't know if you've had a chance to, yeah, the 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 first draft of the the journals we added in, yeah, yeah, They're really exciting. It's really really good stuff. So I'm glad we did that because it's quite a unique product. I think the the, the uh, Neves journal and then the the other journal. Um, yeah. oh, I, I, this is like radio ventriloquism, and, and people won't know what I'm talking about. But there's a couple of books we added in right at the end as we hit you know, the higher numbers and we went a bit nuts and, and added more stuff in. Um, but I'm glad we did actually, because I think they're going to be really good books. Um, yeah. But you just, yeah, yeah, it's the temptation to yeah, just break the bank on that stuff, which you can't do. So yeah, like I say, you almost got to have no ideas. Um, and we nearly stuck to that. We were pretty good. Um, and John, how about you from the artistic point of view? What, what was the biggest thing that surprised you or the biggest lesson you learned from that Kickstarter? Uh, back of portraits, definitely, because we offered backer portraits um for people and so we had i think it was 37 people in the end that we've, wow. we've Im immortalized was there was the the pledge level and that's been great to see those come together that was the, one of the last updates we did was all the backer portraits all together and they look marvelous um really really happy with that scott purdy has done he's most amazing of those. yeah I did, I did one in fact he was an old school friend who who backed on the basis that i would do his portrait so i i came good on that so i did one and scott did all the others and they, i think they look absolutely brilliant well, um, Scott is a fantastic artist. Let's face it; yeah, he's a yeah, brilliant yeah. portrait Absolutely artist. Good. Yeah, uh, we're we're very lucky to have him. He's, definitely. He's, yeah, he's now, yeah. you have another Kickstarter going on at the moment, but uh, which is extremely exciting for all sorts of reasons. Uh, but before we jump into that, I think uh, I will probably be pelted to death if I don't ask you about the new Doctor Who game with Peter Capaldi. Tell me something <laughs> about that because people need to know. Um, <laughs> oh, that <laughs> silence speaks volumes. <laughs> it, it, yeah, well, I was about to go, oh, which one's he talking about? <laughs> Shh, <good grief. laughs> what does he know? <laughs> and we've got the, the new edition of the, uh, the Doctor Who card game, mm -hmm. uh, which is a card refresh, basically. It's the same game um, with a new set of cards in there, so you can, you know, there's just um, for people who've never played it before, it's the perfect time to get involved. And for people who have the first edition of the game, it gives just a completely different refresh, um, also a different set of cards for, for them to use, um, including a, a much wider variety of Doctors and Companions. So we have uh, 9th through 12th Doctors, and um, yeah, lots of Companions from, from those years. Uh, so that's all great, and I think that's going to be... What do we say? I think it's going to be in stores... October, November, isn't it? Yep. So yep. perfect November. Christmas present. 
Yep. Yes. No. Oh, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, as the uh, as things are revealed, as the series progresses, uh, we'll be um, putting together the uh, the Capaldi edition of the um, the role playing game. So uh, that'll be that'll be great fun. We'll be <laughs> filling out our notes on the, uh, the what the creatures actually do and look like, <laughs> rather than just sort of like what they're called and things like that. Um, and we've also got some um, yeah. There's there's, there's going to be a couple of surprises for next year. I think we can mention Dalek dice, can't we? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's going to be great. Yep. Dalek um, dice. That's uh, pretty much does what it says on the tin there. <laughs> <laughs> Roll dice, shout exterminate, kill everybody else. It's, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. That's another Francesco design, Francesco Patello. Yep. So. That sounds brilliant. Oh, my God. Now I'm very excited indeed. Yeah. And, yeah. But, and, and you guys have been in the last um, couple of years or so extremely busy with all the special editions for all the doctors, plus the limited editions and everything that you've been doing. How. How are you handling and unhuggling everything for the franchise together? Because there is a huge amount of work that's been done at the moment. Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I, I think that there's. Um, it took us a while. You know, it took us a little while to get up to speed properly, but I think we've got the a very broad team working on it now. Um, and I mean, like this year, we last year we, we were. Um, oh, how many Doctor Source books did we get out last year? I think we got we got up to three, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're currently putting eight to bed at the moment, yeah. um, and, we're, and we're written up to halfway through eleven. Uh, with the fifth Doctor just about to hit stores, so uh, yeah, it's it's coming together. Um, yeah, because of course we've we've added uh, Andrew Kenrick to our team. Mm-hmm. So he's our head of editorial. Is he? Don't yeah, I always forget poor Andrew's managing editor. I always forget his job title. Which is, <laughs> um, boss of boss of doing writing and production management and stuff and because he came to us from white dwarf so he's uh yeah he's he's really really got us moving on a whole bunch of fronts it's been great working with andrew actually it's, oh, absolutely. it's been really good good so we can assert that doctor who is coming and is absolutely going nowhere which absolutely. means that i can safely jump back or forwards to uh, the current Kickstarter, which is going on at the moment, at the time of recording, listener, is still 14 days to go. And I, I am going to confess the only reason I am not a backer of this project is because I'm skint. Uh, otherwise, this project would make me skint. Uh, pretty much. Uh, because it, it is, uh, I think, for, for both of you, but I'm going to venture and risk saying, probably especially for John, this is a dream project for you. Oh, you see, yeah, yeah. I think more for Dom, actually. I mean, really? I love it. It's great. Well, I think we both, both very early, you know, gaming experience with Lone Wolf, you know, very typical British thing. But it's Dom's baby, this one, actually. I thought Doctor um, Dom, I thought Doctor Who was your baby and, and uh, Lone Wolf was going to be John's. No, they're all my babies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's actually it's, it's yeah a lot of, for for a huge number of the people on the team it's I mean, it's just one of those formative gaming experiences. Um, it's yeah, Lone Wolf's fantastic. I mean, the um, I just remember the first time it kind of like sank in how the the, the game books all added into an overarching narrative and uh, I don't know just everything that kind of like really clicked for me with Lone Wolf. Was, um, one of, one of my, I think my first ever game game design, which was basically ripping off the Lone Wolf was 
um, was with Robin Hood Lego. Um, I had a role-playing system for the role-playing, both for my Lego uh, Robin Hood figures and the castle figures. Um, I can't remember any of the details, but um, yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's back to my back to my earliest gaming room. Okay, uh, because this podcast is going to be heard an awful lot in the US as well, um, tell us a little bit about what Lone Wolf is basically all about. What's the background of the game? Um, the, the shorthand we're using for, for Lone Wolf, especially in the States, is basically Fantasy Jedi. Um, so please don't sue me. But <laughs> that's just a really easy <laughs> explanation to give. Uh, you've basically got um, the, 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 Kai, uh, the Kai Lords. Uh, they are an order of kind of warrior, scholar, mystics, monks, that, that sort of thing. They have um, a, a series of um, supernatural abilities that they use to guard um, their country, which is kind of, which they called um, Somerland, which is the, the bastion of good in the world of Magnament. Um, so that they use their powers to defend it and um, all the other forces of good um, against the, the Dark Lords of Helgadad. Um, which they're, they're kind of like the um, the generals of the armies of evil. Okay. Is that a good capsule description? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's very um, sort of British, you know, fantasy like you see in the likes of uh, Warhammer and fighting fantasy and Dragon Warriors. Is that sort of note that runs through all those slightly darker, slightly grittier, slightly yeah. more historically rooted um, fantasy settings? The, the, the whilst they can be really quite high fantasy and you know lone wolf has its high fantasy moments there's also that grounded low low fantasy by comparison to sort of vanilla D, &D you know yeah yeah um, would you say that this is um for a more mature audience or um, or is it just no, a, a different no, style yeah i think it's, it's more that style and outlook um yeah it's, how, do you, how do you describe it it's something like it's per you know it's 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 something that I think you appreciate in slightly different ways at slightly different ages. Okay. Um, like it seemed very, well, it's like realistic and the um, kind of like an, an, an aware or socially aware view of the world. Like you, you, you weren't just the hero and on the um, on the horse with the with the armor. You, know, you got the picture of the peasants in their hovels and. There was decay um, in places. You were aware that you know that, that civilization was under attack, um, and you know places were in ruins and things like that. Um, and then, then as you get, you know, there's a little bit older as well. Then you you, you started to see um, a bit more of the like, the politics behind things. And yeah, you know, I, th I think that there's a good spread there for all ages. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, de it's definitely um, sort of young people friendly, isn't it, Magnum? I mean, that was the Lone Wolf, the original Lone Wolf, uh, you know, uh, adventure books were, were squarely aimed at a younger audience. You know, we're certainly the, the, the central product to the to the Kickstarter the box set uh, is very is, is our uh, product for young people. You know, that's very much what it is uh, in the in the first instance. I mean, it builds um, in complexity as you work through the through the, the set. Um, but it's it's very much a new players kind of thing. So yeah, that's, it's very much suited to to young, a younger audience. It's kind of what we want to be. Um, we we want to design as the perfect game you can just hand to um, you know a bunch of eleven year olds and they'll be able to crack open the box and get playing straight away. That sounds yeah. very good because we definitely don't have enough of those. So that that is very very encouraging. I like the sound of that. How did the relationship with uh, Joe Deaver, the author of the original books, start? Uh, well, um, we I think it, you know, so we we, we um, were 
mutual admirers of each other's work. All right. <laughs> um, and the uh, the the license um, came available, and um, uh, Joe got in touch, and uh, yeah, we took it from there. But uh, yeah, it was it was um, as I say, it was such a big uh, part of my early gaming influences that um, yeah, absolute delight to get involved with. I, I can imagine you getting the phone call from from Joe Deaver and you putting excuse, excuse me just one second please and putting the phone down and then oh my god it's Joe Deaver on the phone. <laughs> I was totally starstruck when when I first met Joe. Very much so. He's an absolutely brilliant guy. You yeah. first met him, Paco. He's, he's, I you know, really like Joe. He's really smart. You know when you meet someone, you go, oh yeah, this is someone who knows where his towel is. You know, it's he's a really smart guy. You know, yeah. I, I met him very briefly last year at Dragon Me, and and the one thing that I can wholeheartedly say, and I'm not um, um, embellishing it or oh. anything, he is one of the most charming and utterly charismatic guys out there. Absolutely enchanting personality. I, I don't think it's possible to dislike that guy. It really isn't. He was. Do you know what amazed me was the level of time he has. For his fans is incredible because you know you we've all met the various the great and the good within gaming you know mm. various times and i've never met anyone that will spend so long with each person that comes with a book to sign and he really listens to what everyone has to say which is quite important i think when it's something like lone wolf that we grew up with you know it's a real part of your life and your childhood i thought it was tremendously generous with his time and <laughs> this is at dragon meet last year he was getting me to take photos of him with with the, the fans and he was like looking at them and getting me to retake them and was like giving me a bit of direction yeah, he was no. making sure that, you know, that he, everybody got a fantastic photo yeah, I, I, yeah I mean, really, details like that i think that, that yeah. just speak volumes don't they don't classic they? guy yeah very yeah. very classic guy um so tell me a little bit about the the campaign itself what can people expect when when they pledge what kind of pledge levels have you guys sorted out for this this particular campaign there's a number of um, different levels that you can get involved. What we're trying to do with the with this Kickstarter is really get the entire product line kicked off with uh, with, a, with a good amount of momentum, um, and to give us give us an idea of uh, you know what, what sort of audience there is for it. Um, so for the the Kickstarter, you have the initial box set, which is an absolutely packed um, box uh, that costs twenty pounds. So we think that's a fantastic bargain um, by itself. Um, then we've also got a range of supplements um, and map sets and some other things that we shall announce in the next week or so. <laughs> so the, there is a fair amount going on. Um, the, the question that I would have is, I mean, the, the pledge is £20. Is the game going to retail at the same price or are people actually getting a better price by, by kickstarting it now? It's going to be roughly the same. Okay. Um, the What we're trying to do with, with um, the... Uh, with, with the the mass market um, version, is just really get this into as many places as possible, um, and get it in front of as many youngsters as possible, and bring them into uh, Lone Wolf and gaming. Yep, sounds good. I mean, this this is something that we've been planning for a long time. Actually, there was I think it was was it two years ago at Dragon Meat. There was yeah. a lot of discussion about how to bring in new blood, and we had already started planning this you know this this box set and we weren't really in a position to talk about it at that point but no this has been a long time coming and we've got the we have the retail sort of oomph now to to put it in front of more more people than ever before you know the doctor who card game has been very good to us in that way mm -hmm. um that we you know we're, we're taken seriously in, in a number of venues now 
um, which is great. You know? mm. Now, John, tell me a little bit about the artistic direction that you have chosen for Lone Wolf, because I can see that your style, which is very distinctive, um, seems to be all over the place with this game. You seem to have been very, very involved in producing a lot of work for, for Lone Wolf. Yeah, so at the moment, uh, the interesting thing on this one, in, in contrast to Cthulhu Britannica London, is we're just kind of starting the art direction journey now. We do have a body of work we've completed, and there'll be a, an art update coming. Um, I'm just seeing what day it is today, Monday today. So this week, hopefully, we'll, we'll get an art update out there. Um, at the moment, we are going through all the texts. We're gathering... Um, all, all the references to the different creatures, for example, a lot of the Lone Wolf fans have been very interested in what we're going to do with, with different creatures. Um, um, we're, a little bit like we did with the One Ring, you know, we're, we're taking our own tack on it. We're gathering all the references. There's a, there's a huge amount of material from Joe himself, you know, from over the years. He's built the, the sort of canon, which, of course, we're referring to. Um, uh, and we're working from there. So the, there's, we haven't made all the decisions yet. Um, in terms of the overall art direction, but I think uh, again our sort of pedigree speaks for us, you know, in, in terms of the attention to detail and the, the getting under the skin of it and the themes of the themes of Magman. So yeah, no, we really want to give it a lot of love, you know, and, and as I keep saying, do a one ring on Magnumund, which kind of sounds a bit base, but you know what I mean, you know, really, really bring our A game to Magnumund, um, yeah. which is which is work in progress, and I we really need to see. Again, how far this goes, because that's going to be that's going to determine the cloth I have to cut in terms of art direction, and and I'll take a different approach if we end up with a lot of black and white books at the end. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to be in color for most things because um, we've had such great support, um, and that'll you know that's going to need a, need an approach. Because that's quite fresh. Lone Wolf in color is is a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, in broad terms, of course, there's been some color work before. Um, you know, there's obviously been a lot of covers to books and so on, but it's going to take some some um, head scratching to get it get it right which you know was as ever committed to doing so yeah beginning beginning of the journey basically and yeah, from so. from your point of view in in terms of the artistic direction what 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 is something new or, or different that you wanted to do with lone wolf that people could look at it and say yeah th this is lone wolf this is unmistakably lone wolf and it doesn't look like anything else do you know something I really want to do is do a lot of um, landscape work of Magnumund, so we're seeing through our characters' eyes into Magnumund. I think that'd be great. I think that's something we can really exploit, and that we're, again, we're, we're something we have experience doing. And that will fantastically complement um, what's going on with the books as well, because it's you know what what will be um, provided as part of the the Lone Wolf line is you know a fantastic and then the most detailed look into Magnumund, which is, you know, one of the, the big, one of the oldest um, uh, role-playing campaign worlds um, in print. So, yeah, taking that, again, looking at, taking the visuals to that level as well as the the level of detail that we're looking into yeah. with the, the source books and things like that. Yeah, because the maps are crazy. Have you seen the maps, Packer? I, I have, and they, they truly are amazing. I really hope that you guys are going to do some big A0 sort of poster type because those yeah, deserve yeah, yeah. to be on walls, seriously. Yeah, there's a big there's a big map. The map of Magnum is amazing, and the detail is incredible. It's wonderful. And that, I mean, that really gets me going and I think we, we've been talking about and just talk over me though if I give too much away we've been talking about um, this for, for, for a variety of settings and it fits Lone Wolf so perfectly of kind of zooming right in to like a hamlet and mm. detailing that in, in huge detail you know with a with like a 3D 
you know, uh, artwork map, you know, like a view, a bird's eye view of, of a place and then get individual buildings mapped out and drawn in 3D and stuff, you know, all, all of that. I think that was really exciting, really bring it to life, yeah. I think that those different scales of storytelling are, are hugely appealing to all of us, really. You know, that, that you can, yes, you will have adventures where the stake of the kingdom or the fate of the kingdom's at stake um, and those very sort of like high level things, but also, you know, you, you can zoom right in and, you know, the, the, um, the, the, the missing son of the farmer um, and getting to know like a very specific locale. I think, you know, you can have incredibly powerful storytelling set on those sort of, uh, on those sort of levels. Hmm. Uh, one of the add-on that's caught my eye uh, has been the soundtrack. Uh, how that came about? Tell me a bit about it. it the, the soundtrack it was originally intended for um, a very big budget computer game. So um, it's, you know, it's fantastic. I don't know if you've had a chance to ever listen to the samples. Um, but um, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. We're, we're, um, we're really lucky to, to have something of that calibre to, uh, to, to bring into games. That sounds brilliant because it's one thing that I, I believe not enough games are doing and I think soundtracks are so, so damn atmospheric and wonderful that they, they, we should have more of those. Okay. Now, okay, the game has funded so it is going to be out um, in about, about a year's time or so. Um, then what? Um, then phase two. Um, so we're, we're look, I'm looking at this as, as a phase, a two-phase kind of thing. Where at the moment what we're doing is we're building the, the solid core of um, dedicated backers and Lone Wolf fans and people who want to really get involved at the, um, on the on the grand um, the first stage of uh, Cubicle Seven's introductory game. Yeah, because um, backers backers will be playtesting. That's something yes, we should mention. And cool. We really, we really want that level of feedback from our backers. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Carry yes. on, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and not just for the, um, the the box set as well. The box set uh, will include like a load of additional extras um, and different levels of rules. So, because I think what you know, it, it's well, one thing I don't want to do is make an introductory game that's that's too simple. Um, and, not, and not just for experienced gamers, because you know, I remember being eleven and you know, in my case, it was Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. And I, you know, we got to grips with that quite quickly. You, know, you don't have to um, simplify things too much. I think it's more optimizing how you communicate um, the rules and, and, and how the game works. So, um, so the initial box set will take you up to you know, a certain level of complexity, but we will also be looking at further rules, additional rules on top of that, um, to um, to give like an advanced version. I mean, I doubt we'll call it that, but um, and uh, backers of the, of the Kickstarter will be involved in that uh, playtest as well. So um, yeah, getting 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 on board now. Um, you're, you're at the beginning of the journey, and um, there's, a, there's a long way to go. Um, yeah, no, and then it'll be great fun. I guess it'll be quite a rewarding one to be involved with. I think there'll be a lot of um, uh, what's the word. Yeah, you get get to see a lot behind the scenes, um, but also I think on how we're how we're trying to go about what we're, um, achieving what we're trying to achieve um, in in do, making an introductory game that that that's works and is satisfying in its own right. Um, so yes, then then phase two will be the uh, launch out into the wider world, um, and and again, really, you know, we're trying to provide the the product that a game store owner. Um, can hand to the 11 year old who's just walked in off the street and wants to know what tabletop role playing is all about. Um, and you know, and it is a different environment to, to when we were getting involved. Um, 
you know, most people now, I think, who are going into game stores and are interested about role-playing probably know what a role-playing game is because they've played computer role-playing games. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, how, how do you bridge from that kind of experience level through to a satisfying tabletop gaming experience? Um, so that, that's been our focus. Uh, but yeah, no, we're, we're, we're putting out all the stops. Um, I think, yeah, I, th- I really think this is, this is a fantastic uh, setting for that kind of... Um, first game experience um and uh, yeah i think the kylors themselves they're, they're great characters i think that they're, they're very they're nuanced but um i think you can get to grips with them quite quickly can't you i mean i'm allowed to use the fantasy jedi thing without getting sued again um <laughs> I'm it one more time Yo, i'll stop pushing my lap now but um yeah you know it, it, it is that kind of um, i think a character that people can click with quite easily you can get your head around it quite well um and yeah, adventure surely is uh, not far from that. Sounds very, very excited indeed, and I cannot wait to see what, what is going to come out of this. Uh, guys, thank you so much for for being with me today. As always, is is an absolute pleasure having you thank around. You. Uh, um, people, listeners out there, please do get on board with this and and back it because we we must get to the fifty thousand pounds so we can get everything in in hardback, which um, I, I think this deserves it. Well, hands down. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much, Marco. <laughs> Always nice to be here. Yep. Thank you for listening. Hosting and production for this podcast have been by Paco Garcia and the music's been composed by Kev Atzet. We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast at gmsmagazine.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at gmsmagazine. And we are also on Facebook and Google+. I'm very, very happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channels in iTunes and give us a review or two and a rating, please. And it's truly appreciated if you do. For more quality shows, remember to listen to other rooms like the RPG Room, the Interview Room and the Board Game Room and more rooms that might be coming very soon indeed. But, friends, until the next time... Let the games continue.